listening to The Dish, the Medical Laboratory Professional Association of Ontario's monthly podcast series. I'm Danika Evering. And I'm Lauren Hicks. Each month, we discuss important issues to the medical laboratory profession in Ontario with someone working in the field who shares their insights, perspectives, ideas, and hot takes about that issue. This season, we're focusing on an issue which impacts all of us here in Ontario, an impending medical laboratory staffing crisis. Earlier this year, we learned that the healthcare professionals who staff Ontario's medical laboratories are set to see a large cohort retire in the next four to eight years, representing 44% of all laboratory staff. Some laboratories across the province are already feeling the pressures of this shortage. The absence of this workforce has the potential to cost the province millions of dollars in lengthening hospital stays and increasing wait times, while adding an additional barrier in accessing vital services, particularly for those living in rural and remote communities. Over the course of this season, we'll be taking a deep dive We'll hear from small laboratories in rural and remote communities, lab managers preparing for shifting workforces, advocacy groups approaching the province to address the crisis, MLTs and MLATs working on the ground, and many more stories from the front lines of the shortage. The first dish is with Michelle Hode, the MLPAO's CEO. She's been working closely with focus groups of MLTs and MLATs laboratory directors, educational institutions, consultants, and Queen's Park to define the shortage and come up with possible solutions. Michelle, welcome to The Dish. Great, thanks for having me. I am so excited that we are able to provide an update to our members on all the activities that we have um, planned at the MLPAO. This is really exciting. So Michelle, what is the role of a professional association? Professional association is um, a group that comes together for the core benefit of that group. So for example, with laboratory professionals, whether you're a technologist or you're an assistant or you're retired or you're a student, joining your association gives you access to benefits. Benefits, for example, with professional liability insurance. So we could, the more members we have, the cheaper that insurance is. But primarily, um, many people join associations for the advocacy benefits and continuing education and networking. Um, One thing that is extremely important to note is that the MLPAO is the voice of lab professionals at Queen's Park. So we are your voice in Ontario politics. We talk to the government, we talk about your issues. Um, We are there representing you and your needs. Different than, let's say, the CMLTO, which is the college the college is representing the public and the needs of the public, and the association represents the member. Right, and from my understanding, the MLPAO serves as a bit of a connective tissue between a bunch of different organizations, not just the government. Yes, so the MLPAO works with a variety of stakeholders. Um, For example, educators that teach the MLT programs or the MLAT programs. We work with key decision makers at uh, hospitals and private laboratories trying to determine what can we do for their benefit of laboratory staff? So our our stakeholder group is extremely important in the success of what we do. All right. So when you started with the organization in 2016, what were some of the key issues you were hearing from our membership and how did you start to address them? So one of the very first things we did when I started was we actually surveyed the membership to ask what was working and what wasn't working. And we got some pretty strong feedback 
Um, that would have been in October 2016. There were many members that were really questioning the value of membership. We noticed that there was a um, very low membership engagement, so we were trying to determine how we increase that. And members were telling us that there was a need to really look at the advocacy opportunities, um, look at continuing education options, and really look at increasing membership benefits overall. And at what point did you reach out to MLPAO's membership for feedback? We decided that one of the key ways to actually get direct feedback would be to ask the members themselves. So in September of 2017, we hosted the first ever MLT focus group at that time known as the OSMT. And then later that following year, we hosted a lab assistant technician focus group. So between these hundred people that came together, we were re reinforced um, the message that the association really needed to look at advocating the government. We needed to look at continuing education options, find different ways that um, lab professionals could network, um, really look at job posting. So what opportunities um, are there across the province? Um, also, also the strong message we got was we really needed to look at what was the value for membership. So you heard from individual members. Did you get a chance to visit some labs and hear more about that context? We did. Um, in the winter of 2018, we actually, over a period of three months, visited over 35 labs. So we made a target that we would try to talk and visit every laboratory in Ontario, which I know is really hard to do because Ontario is very large. But over a period of three months, we got to 35 labs. We did over 80 presentations and spoke to hundreds of lab professionals. During that time, we um, had an opportunity to explain what the OSMT at the time was doing. And we learned that there was a large group of people that are trying to retire and there was a dire shortage of lab professionals within all our labs. That sounds like a huge issue. Um, how do you go about addressing something of that scope that's that large? So we decided that we first needed to look at what data existed and to clarify. So we started to look at the existing documentation that's available to the public. So the CMLTO website um, provides information on current medical lab technologists. Upon review of that data, we learned that 44% of current medical lab technologists would be eligible to retire in the next four to eight years. And we felt it was important that we actually heard from the directors themselves. So we hosted a director's think tank and 60 lab leaders across Ontario joined. And we got some very interesting information. They shared with us that they did not think that replacing an MLT with another MLT was the solution. And rather, we needed to look at the current grads coming out of MLT programs, look at the curriculum, look at the certification. They felt that there were many grads that actually were not prepared to enter the workforce. So even though people are retiring, they weren't being um, replaced with lab professionals that were prepared to actually start working. Right. So this director's think tank identified this issue with lab professionals entering the field and with schools and clinical placements. How do you translate that into something concrete that you can approach the government with? One thing we have learned at the MLPAO is that every time you have the interaction with the government, you need to make sure that your facts are accurate, reliable, and um, are true. And what we decided to do is we hired a third-party vendor to go out and actually interview stakeholders in the current laboratory space to determine if what we had heard was actually true. 
we hired Chris Bailey and Chris um, interviewed over 22 lab leaders in Ontario. And she came back with a report, um, which pretty much confirmed a lot of the messaging we had heard at the director's think tank. So she had six clear recommendations, um, and everything from looking at an integrated career framework to redesigning competencies, looking at more academic seats, redesigning clinical placements, promoting lab sciences as a career option, and then creating a recruitment option. Um, this was enough information where we could actually go to the government and have a solid ask. From the very start, hearing about shortages in the focus groups through lab visits, the director's think tank identifying education concerns, where does that leave us in terms of immediate needs in this moment? We decided that um, we wanted to use the expertise of a government relations firm in approaching the government. So we have been working with them quite closely in crafting up some very specific messaging of what we would ask. Um, we most recently ran a survey of shortages here in Ontario, and it was concerning to find that um, over a period of two weeks, um, 357 job openings were available in Ontario, 65% were for general MLTs, and 45% of those were needed in the rural and remote communities. And even more concerning is 60% of those openings in the rural and remote communities had been posted for over a year. So this type of information really helps us um, go to the government and say, this is what we currently need. So we were actually visiting the government twice in the month of um, August. So our immediate need is to ask the government to look at a strategy specific to rural and remote communities. This could include a reimbursement program. So for somebody that lives potentially in the GTA in Toronto and they would like to uh, relocate out to Timmins, would the government consider um, covering those moving costs? Secondly, the MLPAO is dedicated and committed to ensuring we create a campaign specific for rural and remote communities and look at encouraging MLTs that are living in urban centers to potentially move out to these areas. And thirdly, we will be working with um, employers to look at how they could incentivize MLTs that may be willing to relocate. Right. So those are the immediate concerns to fill those gaps that we're noticing. Um, how are we picking up on some of those longer term questions of recruitment and education and getting more lab professionals in the field? We've actually done some work with the Ministry of Training Colleges and Universities and built a really good relationship with them. They have asked us to circle back with all the programs, which we are currently doing, and take part in their program advisory committees to see if we could actually influence the ability to move existing program seats to MLT seats. Um, we are also at the MLPO committed to um, encouraging the government to promote the need for more seats. Um, we have a request into the Ministry of Health um, looking at funding clinical placements because if there's more seats that come up and more students graduate, then there will be additional needs for seats. And finally, um, being a little creative and looking at the combination of crossing lab technicians with um, x-ray technicians. Um, this is a program we're currently working on with OMARS, the Ontario Association of Medical Radiation Sciences, and looking how we could potentially address um, this need out in the rural and remote communities. You've been listening to The Dish, the MLPAO's monthly podcast series discussing key issues within the medical laboratory profession in Ontario. This episode was produced and edited by
by myself and Lauren Hicks in our studio overlooking Hamilton on the Niagara Escarpment. The next episode of The Dish will be out on the last Friday of next month. The Dish is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.